0: What's good, Tallahassee? It's been a long time, but I'm back. I'm back. It's your boy, Mr. 813, Ahmad Kiwi. And I'm so excited to be back with another episode of Halftime with the Playmakers. This is your midweek report on everything sports from NFL to college football, to the NBA, to even college basketball. And I'm not the only one in the booth Brian, tell him he what's up. He's not
1: the only one in the booth.
0: <laughs> what's going on, What's Brian? going
1: on, everybody? It's an absolute pleasure to be back. It's Brian Houghton Jr. representing Broward County as per usual. Man, how are y'all, how are y'all feeling today, man?
0: Man, I'm feeling tired. That's what I'm feeling like. I feel that
1: 100%. Man, I just got I off get work.
0: That. Had to come back in the studio, get this episode in for the one time. Oh, man, you a
2: grinder.
1: Grind don't stop. Yeah, he a grinder.
0: Yeah, man, I'm, I'm trying to do what I can, man. I'm trying to be great.
3: But he's not the only one in the studio either. Yo, what's up, it's Deant, you know, it's been a minute since we've been in the studio, glad to be back, talk about some sports.
2: Yes, sir, and uh, it's DMV League on the mic, man, how y'all doing today? Uh, glad to be back with my boys, man. Yes, uh, took a long break during the summer, so you know what I'm saying? The we DM, getting in there rolling. The
1: DMV guys are in the building right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> gotta DMV. be. Gotta be. Gotta be. <laughs> the oh, trenches are in here right now. Yeah, <laughs> the
0: tr- the trenches in here right now. But we got one more guest in the studio, a special guest, a good friend of mine. I'm going to let him introduce himself.
4: How Hi, y'all doing? What's up, everybody? It's your boy, T. Hutton, BDGL Podcast in the building. I appreciate y'all for having me on today. Yeah, so yes, a, little bit, a
0: little bit of information on this guy right here. Uh, he's a smooth dude. He got his own podcast. I had the pleasure and the privilege to uh, be one of the special guests on it maybe two weeks ago, right? Yeah, so we, we we was definitely going ham. He was definitely a good podcast. Definitely check that out at the BDGI podcast, right? Yes, sir. All right. So without further ado, we're going to get back into it. So Florida a and L played the university of north carolina at chapel hill this past weekend and it was a shocker to some but not a shocker at the same time to some as we lost in our season opener. so guys what, what, what are y'all thoughts
2: yeah um i think that you know what i'm saying we came out very very strong um, it looked like one thing that Willie Simmons, you know, emphasized in the locker room to his players were, you know what I'm saying, we got to come out to this game, you know, strong, striking. Um, and that's exactly what they did, you know what I'm saying. Jeremy Musa was on point look, with yeah, his passes. They look, yeah, he looked really good. Yeah, the defense came out very fired up, you know what I'm saying, making plays very unusual. Not unusual, but, like, plays that we didn't expect, you know what, what I'm saying. Yeah. And they looked like a, a ready team. What, what do y'all think?
3: Um, I definitely – with you on that one for a game where you know the odds were stacked against us with you know the the players um you know the score the final score is 56 24. it's a a big margin but you know like um leet was saying musa he played a really good game 28 28 for 38 279 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, pretty good numbers to me, in my opinion. Um, definitely look forward to seeing the uh, future
4: of that quarterback. It's looking pretty good. Uh, I definitely don't think the score does it justice. Exactly. 24, it's like, wow. Yeah, but really, if you watched the entire game from start to finish, you would know the game was much closer than what the score gives for us credit sure. for. Them guys played with a lot of heart. Yeah, definitely like, agree. A lot of, with, the, with the stuff they had going against them, a lot of people would have just came in and
2: Paid, yeah know, folded
4: but they actually came and like played their heart out so shout out to them boys because it's not easy to do being under like that and coming in and playing the way they did shout out to them boys
2: yeah you uh, know shout out to Rashawn McKay man you know what I'm saying he didn't take a snap but I read something um on Twitter um through uh, a verified source actually um her name is Allison Posey, um, but she was saying that Rashawn McKay came to uh, Willie Simmons during the game and kind of just told him, you know what I'm saying, Jeremy Moose is playing too good right now. Like, don't take him out, you know what I'm saying, keep him in. And that's leadership right there, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Players who aren't on the field but still, you know what I'm saying, able to bring their teammates up, that's that's what it's that's, all about.
1: That's, kinda, that's what you want from your team, especially if y'all are short man like that or and then you guys really, really have to depend on each other, really have to show what it means to be a part of that team game. So just for McKay to just be like, oh, just leave him in, leave him in the game. He he, he was which Musa was playing very, very well that game. Like I, I like, I liked a lot of the pass that he was doing that game. So, so for McKay to step up, you know, and, and show some actual leadership there, you know, just encouraging his coach, encouraging his uh, his fellow quarterback, you know, stay in the game and keep being consistent like he was doing during the game. And like you were saying, man, it's, it, it, the for the score doesn't do it justice to what the actual not. game was like, like. It was very, it was very close in the first half. Yeah. We were really we were down seven going into the half. Yeah, we were down seven so, going yeah, into yeah, the yeah. half.
0: So, and, and honestly, bro, like you know, I talked about this when I uh, wrote an article uh, this past week about the game. Honestly, if we had the depth that we had like last year, oh, we could have won. This this game would have been a lot yeah, very different than, than it would have been. So, you know, we got to keep that into account. Um, you know, that's why I say they kind of shocked us, but it wasn't a shock at the same time because mm-hmm. we know the type of talent that Coach Simmons has on his team. Yeah. And, you know, you know they did lose Marquise Bell uh, to the NFL draft. And shout out to that boy, by the way. He yeah. just made the 53-man roster. Yes, sir. Shout out to was. that boy. So, you know, he lost key pieces on defense, but it, it didn't really lack at all. And, you know, if they had had the depth that they have at the offensive line position – and you know them boys had a little bit more chemistry. This this probably would have been a different conversation right now. So you know, shout out to them boys. It was definitely hard to go into a tough environment like that, especially playing in Chapel Hill, a Power Five school, mm-hmm. and doing what you had to do and putting putting a statement putting a statement out there. Because that's essentially what they did. They put a statement out there. You know what? no matter what adversity we went through that entire week when it was dealing with all the things on campus, all the the ineligibility player talks, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. But just dealing with all those things and still managing to play that game the way they played, um, you know, I, I speak I speak highly of that team when I say I'm, I'm very proud of them boys. I'm very excited for the season. I don't know about y'all, but I'm very excited for yeah, the first home game of the season.
4: Definitely uh, no reason to hang their heads because they played hard, like I said, plus we got another big game this upcoming weekend. JSU. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we definitely got another big game against JSU, so mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yeah. So be, guys, I like us to win. I'm going to put it out there. Now. You think so? Oh, oh, oh we got it Oh wait, no, no, wait. Let's go around. Let's go around. Score predictions. Score predictions.
2: Um, I see us winning. You know what I'm saying? Coming out with the uh, with the uh, win. Let's say 21, 21 seven.
3: That's crazy. Mm, whoa. 21 to seven. 21 seven. We know. We 21 wild. seven. Know, go ahead. Man. See us winning, but I'm like 21 to seven, <laughs> I'm gonna say more like 21 14, 21 18. I mean, 21 17, somewhere around there.
1: I'm thinking another, just like last. Thinking another low-scoring game. I'm gonna okay. go, I'm gonna go 14 7 mm. this year. I'm feeling low sc- I'm feeling a low-scoring game. <laughs> Who
4: the Y'all I really think a Deion Sanders coach team is only gonna score seven points? Thank no. Exactly. Wait, that's hold on. That's
1: what that's they,
2: like they do game. last year though? No, 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 What they do last Whoa, year though? Wait.
0: Let's be clear. Both offenses were struggling last year, and it was raining. And it was his first season playing in that, you know, coaching that team like that. Hey. All
2: right here, I'll say one thing. Um FamU has played a game before, you know what I'm saying? We we know like JSU is just getting back into it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Famu, you we know. played last week, so we already sure, ramped I'm up. Like, but I'm not gonna
4: lie. Uh, Shador has a year of being a quarterback under his belt, and he's more experienced than I would, I and I Travis. Agree. I agree. I definitely I'm think they're going win. to score more than seven points. I do not think y'all are giving them enough credit. I do I, like Famu to win. I'm gonna say 24 20, though.
3: I definitely think they're going to score more than 7 but you know if the defense is looking um, good this year and we play like how you know how we keep them maintained like um they they were in celebration bowl I definitely feel like you know the score won't be as high
4: and we can definitely get the win. I do think it's going to be harder to throw the ball on the though. I'm not going to lie.
1: They do have a pretty nice secondary. Oh yeah. So I it,
2: that's
4: true.
3: It's going to be really a task. I really just want to see Travis. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Travis Lee, That's going to With yeah. Travis
1: Lee in the secondary over there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they I, think, got, I think they're going to have gonna be, him playing They both got Shiloh in the secondary, are. too. Mm-hmm. That boy, head, I be a high head gang CEO. <laughs> I, saw some,
3: defense. I saw something that said he had a touchdown and a pick six. I'm like.
0: Oh yeah. Hey, that boy. Both
3: dog. sides. Yeah, I'm knowing. Yeah. We're not, no,
2: we not scared of no. We're not scared no smoke <laughs> though. I promise you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm excited
0: to see. I mean, I gotta go as far as prediction wise. I, I'm gonna go with my boy Tristan. 20 to 24 seems realistic. Do the Rattlers win? In my opinion, yes.
1: Oh, so all of us have the Rattlers winning the game. Yeah. 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 Call us yeah. if you want to. We don't care. Yeah. 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 Call us, us bias if call you us want, we don't if don't we care.
0: want to um 20 to 24 that's my prediction we're gonna see what happens come saturday sunday 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 so we're gonna see what happens come sunday so moving on let's get into the controversy of it all though because earlier this past week there was a statement put out by over 80 percent of the football team to president robinson about their concerns regarding everything that's been going on with the ineligibility of their players so for those of you tuning in for the first time who may not know what's going on 26 players on the family football team were academically ineligible to play this past weekend at Chapel Hill and it's leading to a lot of controversy and a lot of conversation and a lot of buzz going around. And I just want to kind of get you guys' thoughts. First of all, if you haven't read the letter, it's definitely a very intensified letter. Um, I definitely encourage whoever has not read it to read it. It's online. I'm sure you can find it anywhere. Um, But I just kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on that because
2: wow, it was just a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, just for me personally, I think it's just very like just sad, disheartening yeah. and just disappointing, you know what I'm saying? Um, Like I was just sitting back thinking about it yesterday, you know what I'm saying? Like all the, for these games on Saturdays, right? You know what I'm saying? These home games when the Rattlers play and the whole, the whole stands are filled, all the great energy, you know what I'm saying? You got the vendors out there but like none of that would be there if it wasn't for the players, you know what I'm saying? Like the players are, are who everybody comes to see, so the fact that they're not getting treated well you know what i'm saying at at all like at all it's just sad bro it's just sad to hear as a former athlete i couldn't even imagine what they're going through man they say they got to pick up classes in the summer they're not getting the housing that they were you know what i'm saying told that they would get it's just it's just sad man what y'all think about it
3: definitely under a lot of stress with um having to deal with issues with school as well as like you know having a tough practice schedule and things like that but i just want to i just want to say kudos to them for real because you know i'm reading this article right now and you know they're really advocating for themselves with you know all the things that they they plan on doing like i see something that says that uh they plan to continue kneeling for the the florida song in the Family alma mater um until significant changes uh are made so definitely you know kudos to them for not backing down on you know how they feel they should be treated as well as uh coach willie simmons for you know you know uh Taking their side on, on an issue like this, you know, and in some cases, some coaches, you know, might look at the money and, you know, not be on the side of the, uh, the players. So,
1: definitely, I like what they're doing. And, you know, family you just got to get together for real. Yeah, man, it's an absolute shame that the players have to go through this, considering how the football program normally is the program that brings the most money to a college. So, it's kind of a shame that they have to go through this ineligibility inel- inel- thing right now, especially like if we're talking about, you know, what it means to go to college in the first place. You know, it's, that time, it's a lot of growth, a lot of trying to figure stuff out on your own. You don't have the support of mom and dad like how you used to back home. So a lot of these players are coming here, they're transferring here, and now they're being told, oh, I don't have any classes for you. Oh, I don't have a place for you to live. Oh, I don't have any financial aid money for you or anything like that. Some of the players had to get uh, part-time jobs, which they can't even keep up with because of the, uh, their rigorous, you know, student-athlete schedule. Yeah. So it's absolutely shame, man. They didn't even have to play this game that they were just at. You know, they played the game for the school. So the school, you know, instead of having to pay, Four hundred and fifty thousand for missing that game. They chose to play it so the school can gain some more money, and and, and it's an absolute shame that FAMU is doing them like this right now. I, I just don't understand. It really it. Is, yeah.
2: yeah, like I don't know if you guys noticed, but if FAMU was to have missed that game at UNC, they would have had to pay. Like they would, we would have had to pay. Yikes!
0: Yo, that's that's what a lot of people don't understand. So when you have a game, because first of all, they were under contract for that game. So when you have a game like that, you cannot miss that game number one. And, and I know that there were definitely talks earlier before they even traveled to north carolina that they were not gonna go the players did not want to go yeah they didn't feel comfortable going um so it would have cost famu more money than what we got paid for playing that game right so you know definitely a lot to think about it's a lot definitely a lot to unpack here but um brian what you think
1: yeah man it's abs- it's, it's a whole lot going on right now um i believe you were out there yesterday right uh what uh what Larry Robinson had to say about what's going on with the situation. Yeah, I
0: was. I'm gonna touch up on that in a in a second. For but sure. yeah,
1: he put out a he put out a letter responding to you know responding to the football team and what they had going on. And it didn't it didn't feel like he had the best the players best interest at heart in that letter. It was kind of a letter full of generic statements. He wasn't. He said he was gonna put it under his weekly meeting, whatever that be. Yeah, me, uh, I was about to yeah. say that.
0: So, so he was under a lot. He was under a lot of pressure for that statement. Uh, as as he should be. You, there's, yeah. no, there's
1: no way your your highest grossing program. Is going through issues that's kind of high school at this point. If you're wondering, or you, you don't even know if your players are eligible to play. 26 players are eligible to play. That's kind of insane. You know, considering how this big job order, this, this leader that he's expected to be for the family campus, uh, how he's how kind of feels like he's letting down a lot of these students here, not even on the football team, but off also, fo- but, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we support the football team as well. We're there at the games. We buy the merch. So we would like to see these players be able to develop a, you know, a potential professional career and the things like this is kind of holding him back.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel, I feel for, you know, President Robinson. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of hard to feel for him because, you know what I'm saying, you're at that leadership position. You're at the top of the top. So whenever something goes wrong, people are automatically going to look at you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Going to point the finger at you. So you got to just, you know what I'm saying, take the fire and deal with it, what comes with it. You know what I'm saying? That's
4: crazy. you feel for President
2: Robinson? I mean, like, bro, because it's like the people under him were the people that, we're supposed to be making these decisions yeah. so but now it's all falling on him you feel me now it is his it, it is his fault but all this shouldn't you know what i'm saying it's and coming it
4: all shouldn't fall on him yeah like, i don't have anything against him but i do feel like he does hold i'm sorry i do feel like he holds a fair share of the blame because yeah like we learned the class it's like a hierarchy system so yeah there's no way that any of this stuff can happen since pretty much the screen because that's when a lot of these people started enrolling and then you have the summertime. And for one of our best players to say he was misadvised, Yeah, that's Exactly. Wild. That's true, bro. That, that is wild to me. And honestly, I'm glad that they did that because that's shedding light on stuff for not just student athletes but students as well. Across Definitely, the board. These are problems that happens with students. Definitely. That's a fact. I had these problems with FAMU in yep. the summer. <laughs> I know a lot of other students had these problems with FAMU. Yeah. So hopefully that now that they're shedding light on this, like now they're actually going to, you know, do about it. I
3: just think it's crazy, like uh, what you were saying about being misadvised. It, it was misadvised and only missing three credits. And for people who don't know, that's literally like one class. You telling me you couldn't find a way to get one of our best players into one class so he can be eligible. You know, there's people with these these codes and access codes that can uh, get them into the classes when they're full and you know, they didn't take that um those measures, so
4: I will also say that having one academic, oh, one academic advisor for the entire sports, <laughs> like all the sports, it's that's crazy. Wild. That is wild. To that's me. wild. Yeah. So
0: that's neither here nor there. So I hear y'all, fellas. I hear what y'all saying. I hear the frustration with President Robinson, but we got to get the man some benefit of the doubt. First of all, in his entire tenure as being president of this university, he's never had anything like this happen back to back, right? So let's let's remember outside of athletics. Village East had fire which caused the alarms to go off, which caused the flooding, right? Yeah. And we go over across campus, um, then you have phase, um, students being told to move out. So it's a lot of things happening <sighs> back to back to back so, yeah. to back. And honestly, um, I, had the pr- I had the privilege of being able to interview uh, President Robinson yesterday um, for, for an article I-, I plan on writing on later on this week. And so... You know, at first he was giving you know the, the normal, generic, basic answers that a president would give for a university. But mm. he, I can definitely tell he sincerely feels for what is going on, and he's making sure he's doing everything in his power to make sure that things are getting done. So right? Yeah,
1: yeah. We're not we're not calling for Mr. Robinson's job or anything like that. No, <laughs> yeah. definitely nothing like that. Yeah. You know, man. we're just you know we're just frustrated and upset that this is going definitely, on, and yeah. we just want and we just want him to do better in this situation.
0: It's yeah. not even like it, we just want change, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, change truly starts at the top. I mean, we're doing a, you know, we're doing the right thing right now. Uh, the the football players took the right step in yep. voicing their opinion. Um, yeah. And honestly, I'm going to give Larry props because the football team met with him after their practice mm-hmm. right around like 6 o'clock, 6.15ish. And so, you know, they had a, their own personal conversation. I don't know what was said in that, but it sounded like it was a good conversation, a good personal conversation. Players look very pleased leaving the locker room after that conversation. So, you know, we can only speak. We can only speak on what we know as, as journalists, as, as people uh, in our field and that do what we do. So um, from the looks of it, it looks like he's trying to handle everything
2: with hair <laughs> yeah and do all of this bro do all of this like the team still putting on that's what like really like makes me feel like the best you know what i'm saying like we really went into unc and, and made some noise like we yeah. put family on the map like for real i mean if it wasn't so, already like now so, people know our, our our football team not, not nothing so to hopefully, mess
1: with hopefully we can get some of these players eligible in time for this jackson state game so we can give Deion Sanders a run for his money Definitely. so we yeah. can show Dion Sanders who the best HBCU is, am I right? Yeah, yes, man. sir. <laughs> and,
0: and so, just for everyone that's listening in, just to give you guys a little bit of hope. So, Dr. Robertson did said they have players that are currently going through the process right now to become eligible. Um, it, you know, things happen. Things happen, and while this is a magnitude of of a lot of things that happen there are being there are things being done every day to ensure um that we get back to normal so you know we can only we can only hope and uh and 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 hope for the best with this situation
4: so I, i do have a question for you guys if this is a a university of alabama a university of florida or even georgia one of those big d1 programs do you think this happens honestly no
0: okay wait so I, I'm glad you asked that question because that's a very good question because I, I definitely touched I wanted to touch up on this I'm so glad you reminded me so when we have big schools like Alabama or a Florida State or you know uh, any Power 5 school yeah. and I was talking about this in my reporting and writing class on Monday and you know I was talking about how things like this happen all the time like there are players ineligible all the time however it never makes a national scale because they always sweep it under the rug. And Brian, as you know, we we were covering we were covering some stuff earlier in May when we were talking about Alabama and how Nick Saban was saying that uh, other college teams are. Paying their players But we know He's the king Of paying their players hey, But I'm we,
4: we'll, we'll never do, know Let's not do too
2: much Let's not do too much Oh come he on definitely. All right <laughs> allegedly, Bro. allegedly Allegedly, allegedly. Well, Let's not put too much Information out there But yeah. Hey, yeah. hey Them Alabama boys be getting, been, been getting paid Allegedly, <laughs> thank allegedly thank two man. left Hawaii To go play in Alabama thank For some you. reason Thank you Thank you Thank you So
0: that's neither here Nor there um, So So we we talk about we talk about the ineligibility of players right and i think because of the school that we attend and, and how how much national attention that we getting because mm-hmm. you know we got to deal with lebron with the yeah. number one public hbcu as we should and be. and and amidst anything i mean we, we're journalists we know media always goes with whatever is the best propaganda so I personally feel like if this was any other school, it happens. Yes, it does happen for the sake of your question. It happens all the time, quite frequently. But it's able to get swept under the rug and things like that because of whatever the reason, whether that be the resources, whether that be the money. money. And quite frankly with you guys we don't have the money or the resources right now.
3: Definitely (laughs) that's definitely what we need to be talking about. Like when you compare a school to like Alabama to us, they have a lot more funding. Because if we look at it, if we had the funding we'd be able to get, you know, more professors, more advisors, better advisors, you know, for, for the to have more classes and for these kids to have, you know, classes to attend. But you know, like, we just don't have the funding for real. Right? Yeah.
2: Um we do get funding now. Let's <laughs> we not, do, we definitely not, get funding. Uh, we are state school. Let's yes, not let's we, not I think that what it what it is with fam is sometimes we don't use the funding in the yeah, right way. Right. Yeah. Right. But we use the funding in yeah, other ways. At the
4: same time, that's why I feel like it's so vital for us for us to not make these type of mistakes. Because although we do get the funding, we may not use it in the right ways. And maybe our athletic, our athletic department is suffering because of that. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's vital that we're on the top of our game at all times. Because unfortunately, we don't get those big five-star recruits. Yeah. So when we bring in people, if, if an athlete cares about this... They're going to be like, why, why would I want to go through that? Why would I want to put myself through that? Yeah. We have to make sure things like this don't happen.
2: Yeah, and it's true. And it's, it's just not about, you know what I'm saying? It's just not about um us, right? It's not. It's just not about yeah. FAMU, bro. This is about HBCUs in general. This is a this is a, a look in general for them. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, I don't know, bro. It's just Kinda a bad look for us for, overall across the board. Like
1: how we said, um, as far as HBCUs, uh, we don't have to re- we don't not have the resources out of, uh, of the big school like Alabama things of that sort But like we have we preach a lot of culture We preach yeah, a lot of culture to right, incoming players like you don't you don't necessarily come here Always for the spotlight all oh, you mm-hmm. come here for that culture, you know for that real when you come to the school like, It feels like, you know, we say all the time family It feels like a real family when you when you come here So we, we have to take care of our players and that sort yeah. And then things like this can't happen if we try to show other people that, that want to come here that we do have that culture here
0: Right. Facts, bro. Yeah, so I mean <laughs> there are definitely things that can be worked on with our university, but honestly, mm-hmm. nobody's perfect. And I mean, this is the best HBCU in the world. It's and, definitely. So so we're gonna figure it out, man. Yeah. So moving on to the next topic, this is actually gonna be our last topic for the show, guys. So so let's let's put our hearts hearts into it. 100 percent Preview for the game. Um a lot of people have a favorite to lose by 20. Um, I don't really know how I feel about that. I mean, I get it. You know, Sanders. Like,
1: lot, do you think a lot of it comes from the uh, the fact that we have a ton of LG players right now? I,
0: I think I think it's just the distractions that's going on with the campus and everything yeah. like that. But me personally, I feel like our squad gonna use it to fuel themselves. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, hey,
2: here's the thing, bro. JSU, yes, it, it ain't all peaches and cream over there either. No the boys don't got no water. So, no water. so, come on now. I mean. I I feel like the, the playing field is not even, but... It's it's close because I mean they they struggling too you know what I'm saying
1: Shoot. Um, every 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 college go through something yeah, every mm-hmm. college go we through just, something we just overcame some grab photos not too long ago everybody <laughs> goes through, everybody goes through something yeah
2: so that
0: and, and and at the end of the day for those of you listening that may be thinking like dang Fami was going through a lot family was really needed FAMU's going downhill things like that no we're not no. because no every every college gets through everything like like Brian just said we we just got over we the rattler statue situation and yeah, rarely anyone's talking. About it now, we'll, so, get, we'll get through it right. So, uh, we're gonna see. So, guys, this is a new segment that I actually want to bring onto the show, so we're just gonna go off the fly. Top five college teams it's for the sake of college football,
4: okay?
0: Top five college teams, say them, and then we're gonna go around, we're gonna go in order, we're gonna say them, and then you're gonna pick why. We're gonna say why after everything.
2: Um I will happily go first. You feel know me. Um, first of all, obviously, I gotta have the big, the big, the big boys up there. Like Alabama is one of, in my top five. Uh, Ohio State with C.J. Stroud is 100% in my top five. Um, I like, I like Georgia in my top five. Uh, I like Michigan in my top five, and then my last team I like in my top five. ha. <sighs> All right, so the last team will be between Clemson and Utah, but I think I like, I think I like Clemson more. I believe in Clemson's quarterback. You know, Utah's Utah's an interesting take. I yeah. actually, I actually been reading up on their quarterback. He's a sleeper. He a yeah, sleeper. I ain't gonna Utah they're sleeper in general this year. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They play Florida this weekend, so we'll see what happens. But, um,
3: no, I'm I'm gonna have to agree with that list for the most part. Alabama as number one, you know. Never count them out. Um Alabama number one. The rest of them, I honestly don't have numbers for them. I just have them yeah. in the top five.
0: You could do the them. Michigan, mm-hmm.
3: definitely up there. Ohio State as well. Uh I'm gonna have to go against Utah. I'm gonna go Clemson. And One Ohio State, I got Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, Let's see, where's which color at right now? Um, quarterback from Gonzaga. Uh, Oh, USC,
2: yeah, yeah, USC.
3: I don't have him in top five, Caleb Williams. That's definitely somebody I am looking out for. Yeah, I think they can,
2: I think they can climb up too, but.
1: Obviously, number one, Alabama, because it's Alabama. Oh Lord! Every year, this <laughs> every year they're number one Jesus. for whatever reason. Uh, they weren't what? number
0: one last year; they lost. Remember? You right, you right. You're Basketball had right. hey, to be like,
1: yeah, you right. right, you got that, you got that. <laughs> but even though Nick Saban, uh, number two, I'm gonna go Georgia. I really like Georgia. Big fan of Georgia, what they did in that national championship game. I really like um, – we got some of the young some of the young players are on the Eagles right now, so I have no I have no choice but the roof. Of, uh, oh, my bro. God. I have no choice but the roof. Hey, A-
0: A- 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 next show, we're going to specifically the- talk about the Eagles for you.
1: Bro. Hey, listen, man, we win in 12, 13 games. I don't care. Whoa. Whoa. Um, um, we're going to be at the bottom of the barrel.
4: Honestly, bottom I- of the barrel. They might.
1: Um, Double down in on- 12 games. See, Brian, you be. you. We talking well, about foolishness, Not 12, 12, twelve, not thirteen. 13 back to the list. We have the third easiest schedule in the NFL. So twelve games it looks very likely. Yeah, because y'all sucked last year. That's, that's why you got the third easiest schedule. We're talking about college football right now. Yeah, I'm about to say how we Seems get off topic, to bro. We're talking yeah, about yeah, 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 Come on, yeah, That's a, that's a story for another day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you know how Alabama, I get, yeah. Georgia. I'm gonna go Clemson at three. At number four, I might have to be. I have to go in here. I might go. I might go Oklahoma. That's because of uh, uh, Caleb Williams
0: Nah, Caleb Williams Played the USC now Oh, Transfer. I'm tripping
1: Yeah what you call it? Is Spencer Reller still there,
2: right? Nah, um, Spencer Reller. Yeah. played play for South Carolina. US, yeah, he go. He go to South Carolina now. Damn, nah, they not looking. Um, nah, Oklahoma not looking too good. Nah, they uh, not. That be uh, that that crazy. crazy.
1: I'm tripping. All
2: right. The thing about Oklahoma is my fault. Lincoln Riley took all their recruits. Yeah, yeah, USU yeah. With them. yeah <laughs> I love it. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so, so now we go talk about my top five because my top five probably the smoothest at
0: all
1: y'all. Is it really?
0: Okay. All right, bro. So I'm a switch. I'm a switch my one and two, Brian. I'm gonna go. Georgia, number one. I'm going to go Alabama, number two. I'm really going to have some sleepers for the rest of this list, right? Okay. USC, because I love what they're doing with Caleb Williams. I love the receiving That boy is a dog, bro. Literally, I love – bro, their team offensively, <laughs> if, if they can hold it together on defense, you better watch out for them. So, hold
1: on, you think USC is competing with some of these SEC
0: schools? Why not? All right, okay. Some of these, FC, some of these SEC just schools are, are really not even competing with themselves. we be being honest. Just checking. So, That USC three, number four, Utah, because I was just talking about this literally like two minutes ago. I was like, I I really like that quarterback. He's a sleeper. Um, He definitely, definitely uh, looks like a late first rounder in the draft for sure. Um, And then number five, USC, Spencer Rattler is my favorite college quarterback. I love his underdog story. I love how he plays. I just like what he has to bring to the table. And I think he's going to prove all the haters wrong this season. Their team is going to prove all the haters wrong this season. So those are my top five teams. Tristan, I'll round it out with yours. Your list is so wild to me, like yeah. it's so crazy. Yeah, How gotta, you leave Ohio State out No Ohio, out of Ohio there, State, no Michigan. S- someone, someone had to give the hot, real. Give the hot take. C.J. Uh-huh. Stroud.
4: So right. obviously, me being from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, growing up two minutes away from the stadium, in the school, Alabama's number one. I like us to. I like us to it's get Alabama the build. We returned a lot. Bryce Young and. Uh, Will Anderson's coming back to literally the two best players in college football right now. So I like us at number one. Ohio State close number two. They bring back a lot. CJ Stroud and their receiving is Crazy. Yeah. Uh, number three, I have to give respect to the defending national champions. Georgia. Uh, no questions there. Number four, I have Utah. Mm-hmm. I like what they bring back. They're very good, very solid on defense. Uh, I love their quarterback as well. I feel like if he wouldn't have got hurt in the Rose Bowl last year they would have beat uh, Ohio and number five is Baylor. They oh, wow. are a very styled team. I love their coach. They have a Baylor. Always going to have a good defense. Uh, and also, they are the defending Big 12 champions, and they pretty much blew out Ole Miss last year in the bowl game. Jeez. And I don't see anybody beating them in the Big 12 this year. I like them to possibly lose one game. They're super playoff big team. Okay. All right, so, okay. Yeah. Lit. All right Baylor, guys. I'm going to look out. I'm going to look out
0: all right guys i mean the college football season is getting underway i mean some teams already played this past weekend the bulk of the games are going to be this weekend guys so we're going to see i'm gonna definitely be texting y'all and be talking about trash if one of y'all top five teams is getting blown out getting and embarrassed this weekend so guys this wraps up another episode of halftime with the playmakers it's been a pleasure to be back in the studio with everyone all my boys man i missed y'all man uh hopefully yeah, i miss you too but i appreciate ho- you hopefully uh this is this is this is uh we gonna be consistent yeah this ain't is gonna any, be this gonna no, be a weekly ain't thing no hopeful. We uh, oh yeah oh yeah I we like that, every yeah. wednesday every I wednesday how much so, i missed it man yeah yeah so so uh just stay tuned for those of you listening for the first time thank you we appreciate you um definitely give us a follow on instagram at 90.5 playmakers um everyone Go ahead give your shout out start with
2: you uh um hey man man shout out shout out to my family uh shout out to uh, you know what I'm saying my mom my pops my brothers uh shout out to y'all in the studio right now uh shout out to god and yeah that's it that's all i got
3: yeah i want to start off shouting out god uh thanking god for you know giving me this opportunity um shout out um my family like it caught me off guard when they said they actually be listening you know like you know after the first time they kept listening so i really mess with that shout out you know my people everybody in the studio rest of the playmakers
1: first things first shout out to me just <laughs> 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 this um, guy you <laughs> fool bro shout out <laughs> uh, shout out my family shout out y'all in the studio I, we appreciate everybody listening, man shout out the fam you we going through it but we going to get through it mhm uh <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to God, of course, you know, putting me in this situation
4: and finally getting me back in the family. I appreciate uh, that, of course. Shout out to my family. Shout out to y'all for inviting me on. It was definitely a pleasure being here, for sure. For sure. Yes,
0: sir. Good to have you on the show.
4: Of course, yeah, bro. man. I love it. I love it. And um, shout out to the BDGI family as well. I know we haven't put out an episode in like two weeks, but I just got my la- I just got a new laptop today. So, uh, the last episode for season two will be out. Very soon. I'm not going to put a specific date on it. I'm looking you know, forward to it. crazy, yes, but... Yes, sir.
0: Y'all definitely take a listen to his podcast. The man the man knows what he's doing. I mean, he came up here and he, he was Dame, talking like Dame, a natural. David,
1: yeah, not for a real. Didn't <laughs> a beat. Crazy. Yeah,
0: so I'm going to give a shout-out to God, first and foremost. I'm going to give a shout-out to all the playmakers in the studio, Whitney, Malik, Anthony, Brian, my boy. And I'm going to give a special shout-out to Tristan, to the playmakers that's not here. Shout-out to y'all. Uh, we're a big family. We got a lot of things planned for the semester. Um, stay tuned. Again, give us a follow on Instagram at 90PointTypePlaymakers. And without further ado, it's been your boy, Mr. 813. on my And we out. See y'all soon.